Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are actually joined by Will in studio today. Howdy, Will. Hello. You doing well? I am doing well. No complaints? Not yet. I want to go ahead and let you know our guest did not bring in any snakes for you today. Oh, uh, well, it said here forged in fire. Yes, which what, where all snakes should snakes? go. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, with <laughs> our I was promised swords and knives and tomahawks, <laughs> not copperheads or <laughs> king snakes or what have you well we know how much your affection is for snakes and so i just wanted to make sure if he had the opportunity because he was a part of the the ninth annual snake rodeo roundup i think it's what are, are there at lake washington in a couple weeks past weeks i didn't know if he put one in his pocket to bring here just for you will <laughs> no i left him at home you left him at home yeah. and that that guy being mr brian like the easterling he is not here to talk about snakes it's just fun to pick on will who's in the studio for rhino today but he won the history's channel forged in fire competition for season seven episode 37 and he makes custom knives of all crazy kind from repurposed repurposed steel so snakes just something you do i assume on the side so welcome brian thank you it's good to be here all right let's let's first go with the forged in fire because that's pretty cool that you came away the champion in that popular show there on the history channel how did that even come about for you to be a competitor there i got an email one saturday in june of 2019 from the casting company telling me that they had uh, kind of been following me on, I guess, social media and wanted to know if I would be interested in applying for the show because I, otherwise I'd never really thought about doing it. So that's that's how it started, an email from them. So that means they had to at least seen, because I would never get an email from Forged Empire to say, <laughs> would you like to be a part? Just yeah. a random drawing, uh, you know, look of the draw there. Um, yeah, me and Fire don't mix well. So they had to have gotten word somewhere that brian from mys mississippi is up to some good with creating creating things so where would they have scouted you brian social media facebook instagram i mean daily posting pictures of what i'm building what i'm working on uh i like to try to break them before i send them off so I, i i video testing the blades and so I'm just assuming that's where it was from, social media. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, so you got the email, and you, you believed it? You knew it was true? Not at first. Uh, yeah, you know, you get spam calls, spam emails, text daily. And uh, when I when I opened it up, I said, okay. And I put my phone back in my pocket, and I waited till my wife got home and let her look at it because I was 
there's no way this is real at all. It can't be. So, And when you found out it was, which we've had several other Mississippians to be featured on Forged in Fire. So my first call would be to some of them and be like, did you get an email? Is this real? Or email them um, sort of back. But it was real. And so you Mm -hmm. did get the chance to go. So so where where did you go? Where where is it shot? It's uh, it's filmed in Stanford, Connecticut. Um, You know, it's uh, I always thought New York. it used to be filmed in New York. I was kind of surprised that it wasn't still. That's how much I kept up with the show. So, yeah, we flew to uh, Stanford, Connecticut to do the filming. Of you know, We went for round one and two to begin with. Because so. they put you through a little bit of a tester, right, to make sure that you're, for, for lack of a better term, TV-worthy. Would that be fair? Or to sort of see if you can hang on real TV or all the phases on TV? No, everything's on TV from, you know, after after the initial contact when they, uh, you know, they contacted me, we went through the, the application process, uh, background checks, all that kind of good stuff. Months went by. I got another email saying that I was accepted and they'd give me a film date. I got the film date and a plane ticket and when when I got there, we went to filming. Everything was based on what they had seen, I guess, through Internet and social media yeah. and then through the application and interview processes that we went through. So I guess I'm more up on, like, food competition shows, which is sad <laughs> but true. But normally you're just thrown in there with competitors that are probably equally yoked to you and your skill, and then you get, you know, these surprise um, ingredients, and you have to create a meal out of it. Is yeah. that, like, similar in terms of, hey, here's some steel. We need a X, Y, and Z type of sharp thing from it mm-hmm. and get after it. It's it's really similar. Um I won't hold me, you know, to this because I'm not 100 percent sure. But my understanding is is that the forged in fire was actually, you know, born out of the thought process of like the Food Network's yeah. Chopped. You know, it's it's four competitors, three rounds, one goes home. You know, it's the same process. But yeah, it, it's the you you get there and and you don't know what you're going to do until the camera starts rolling, and that's when they hit you with the surprise of whatever you have to do. Well, it tickles me, Brian, that you got an email out of nowhere, your words, for mm-hmm. Forged in Fire, to a show you really hadn't kept up with. You, you've heard of it, but you weren't like a dedicated watcher of right. it. So did you go binge episodes or seasons of it, or did you just go in blind and just ready to take on whatever came your way? Um, being in the knife community for as long as I have, um, and with the wonders of social media, uh, internet, I've I've gained a lot of friends in the community, and a lot of those people, uh, several of which I know from here in Mississippi, uh, have been on the show, and so I searched up their episodes and you know folks that I knew, yeah. um, just to get an idea, um, but. You no. really can't. You can only prepare so much. Yes, that's right. You can't right. really, other than your wife getting out, you know, in there and hollering at you and to make <laughs> something quick on time. It's about the only way you could run yourself through, you know, yeah. what you think it may it may be like. So since you really, and I think also that's a fun way of going into something like Forged in Fire with no expectations of what it should be like because then it's just what it is. You Mm -hmm. just enjoy the moment and you just roll with it and you take whatever comes your way. So in that first round, what what came your way? (laughs) They, uh, 
they made us build a key. A key. Did it have to unlock something? It had to unlock a lock that um, there were four boxes, four um, locked boxes containing four different types of steel. And whoever was lucky enough to get their key built first to make their lock open could get their choice of the steel. Had you ever made a key before? No. No, no I even in the show, I made reference to the fact that I'm a knife maker, not a key maker. Uh, that key whooped my tail. Um Really bad. I mean, I, I by the well, grace you had of, to survive. Yes. So did you? You didn't win that. Did you win that round? Well, th- there's. It's just like the Food Network, yeah. the chopped. Okay, you got those four who were competing. Well, three of those met the parameters, and and one, and one did not. So I survived. You I see, didn't. I did not win round one. Do you still have that? Mangled tea, uh, no, key? No, they, that's that's property of the show. That's uh, not fair. If it's not functional, they should <laughs> let you hang on to it. It's functional. It opened that lock. Oh, it did? Yeah. It took uh, an hour and a half to get it built. Um, but How long do they give you to complete your task? In round one, you have three hours. Oh, so, so that is that is a considerable more amount of time. I'm assuming that the skill sets are different. The requirements of the skill is different than cooking, because usually with the mm-hmm. cooking, they only give you maybe 60 minutes. but. Right. But I guess it takes more time for yes. you guys to be able to complete a task. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a, it's a longer drawn-out process than your average person realizes because we're so used to going to Walmart and buying. Well, you just take your yeah. key in there and you say, I need a replication. Mm-hmm. And they just go and stamp it or something yep. and then and, you know hand it back to you. Yep. But it's, to think that this was primitive way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you imagine if you had to go into somewhere to get a, a second key for your house and go through the same <laughs> no, processes that you I had would, to? I would I would just pull the door down with my truck and buy a new door. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just Which no is, way around that. That's what I would do. probably not a bad idea to have those skills up your sleeves, too, in cert, certain scenarios. Okay, yeah. so you survived round one, mm-hmm. and, and we already know the end of it, that you walked away as champion. But what was that like going into round two? I mean, did you even go into this thinking, I mean, that you might could win it or because you were so detached from the show and some of it itself did you just go in kind of thinking ah whatever happens happens that's really what i was thinking you know i'm of course i went in hoping that i would do well but you gotta think about it i'm i'm from mize mississippi and you know the town's not as big as this building we're sitting in and i never would have thought that i would wind up there so you know just being there was but then amazing. You, you make it by the skin of your teeth through the first round. The second round, there's got to be a little more pressure to say, I think I might oh, can hang in here and do this. And we're going to hang with Brian Easterling. He is the Forged in Fire champion of Season 7, Episode 37 from Mize, Mississippi. we got more with him coming up next. This show was previously recorded. 
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny, high near 91. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, low around 72. Slight chance of rain for your Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 91. And for your Sunday, a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny, high near 91. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Are you finding it hard to do business with hardware stores these days? Out of stocks, delayed orders, no one available to help you? Ace Bolt and Screw would like to invite you in to either one of their locations for fast, friendly service and the hardware you need in stock. Every kind of tool and accessory you need for every kind of job. And millions of specialty bolts and screws. If Ace Bolt and Screw doesn't have it, they don't make it. Shop Ace Bolt and Screw in Gluckstadt just off 555 next door to Camper Corral and on Julianne Street right off Gallatin and Jackson. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Right now, we're offering great specials on memberships to our state-of-the-art indoor shooting range. Join now and get your first month free. While you're here, check out our full-service gunsmithing department. We offer everything from professional gun cleaning, Cerakoting, camo application, accurizing, to custom rifle bills. We hope to see you soon. You might even get to meet my wife, Jane. That'll be a real trip. Gulf Seafood Outlet, fresh Gulf shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet, fresh Gulf oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet, your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet, Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat and Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat and Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. This show was previously recorded. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. to good things. Don't forget today is a good day to plan your very own one-of-a-kind Mississippi trip. And you can do that over at visitmississippi.org. We're continuing to visit with Brian Easterling. He is from Mize, Mississippi. He won the History's Channel Forged in Fire competition, Season 7, Episode 37. When was that, Brian? Uh, October of 2019 is when I flew up for Round 1 and 2. And uh, 
we they flew home immediately following that and we filmed round three uh the building stage and i flew back to connecticut november the first of november and uh we actually filmed the finale testing the weapons and all that that's Uh, pretty cool yeah so okay so we ended with your round one there's three rounds four competitors you're now down to three competitors two rounds you made a key that did unlock a door Mm -hmm. um what came next well and you know through round one we you know built the key opened the box got my steel and i built a knife in an hour and a half uh and then round two is when you correct any problems that the judges pointed out to you, all that kind of good stuff, and you have to attach a handle, which presented the next big box of mystery surprises and all in itself because <laughs> what they wanted us to do, I'd never even heard of. Google had not heard of it. you know. So well, what was the term for it? It was a, um, a keyhole guard or a key slot guard. And... Well, that was going to be one of my questions for you anyway, Brian, is I get making the beautiful knife in itself or making the, you know, I guess the end piece. But then it's a whole other level of artistry looking through your social media feed earlier and seeing the beautiful handles and the ways mm-hmm. that you, you know, you stick it in something to sort of be able to use. Do you, I mean, is that something you learned when you learned how to start making knives was also the handle piece or is that did that come later? It's it's all kind of a learned process. Because uh, I guess you have to have it in something to be able to use it. Yes, uh, you do. And, and honestly, handles is one of the hardest parts of a knife build, in my opinion, because, you know, everyone has a, a, a you know, different way of wanting things to fit and feel in their hands. Everyone's hand is bigger or smaller. No one's is the same, you know. So when you're trying to do something for someone you've never met who's, six states away you know that's handles is one of the hardest parts to me you know always has been well that was a hard part to round two for you Mm -hmm. did you get the sense that your other two competitors that were left still felt like oh wow what what is this did did, was there a consensus that maybe that was a curveball that they threw you yeah it, it was for all all three of us um you know we we all stayed in the same hotel and we were able to see each other and speak and all that kind of stuff and and we all you know, like, you ever heard of this? Nope. Have you? Not a clue. So everybody was on the same page as far as, you know, their knowledge or lack thereof of what they had us doing for day two, you know, for the handle build. So we were all kind of on level playing field right there, you know. And so you obviously came out at least on the top two. Did you win that particular challenge? Well, like uh, like I said, again, it's it's – just just like the other so no, there is no there's not a winner of the no. round there's just there's a not a winner there's just one of those three that did not meet you know the parameters exactly as they needed to be in order to you know progress so now it's the third just round. two of you yeah and the great thing is the two of us that were left um were both mississippi guys really yeah who was your partner doc schiffer uh he's a phenomenal knife maker uh, he's a great guy and uh what part of the state um, is he from he's down around leaksville yep he's uh you know really great blade what are the odds i know really and uh so um it was pretty cool you know uh he, and and so i'm i'm thinking okay so i'm really lucky and i'm gonna be 
cool with losing to this guy because he's such a great guy and right. i was you know his work is phenomenal and i was like i'm okay with coming in second to him that's great you it know? feels like the knife community or the forging community if that's a fair way of saying it is a small community and you guys all and gals mm-hmm. root each other own it feels like such a um hospitable hobby very much it very much is uh, there's um I mean, I mean i've been doing this in this community for a long time and I can honestly count on one hand with fingers left over the number of people that are just really arrogant, rude, and you don't want to be associated with. That's, and that's, that's very few people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just really a great bunch of folks that, that make up this community that I'm lucky to be a part of. So you're part of an even smaller percentage of that who can call themselves Forged and Fire Champion. You did come out over the the one there uh, in league. Sorry, guy. But, hey, glad two Mississippians were there um, at the end. But that's the weapons one. So that's cool. Like, Mm -hmm. what kind of – did you go in knowing what kind of weapon you'd have to make? At the end of round two, they – you know, when the two that are remaining, uh, before they send you home, that's when they reveal what you're going to be making – when you know when you get you when you get to your shop, so yeah, I knew what I was making prior to even leaving for the airport the next morning. What and, was it? Uh, tomahawk and a buoy, a buoy knife. What's a buoy knife? Buoy knives. Now, what a tomahawk is? Buoy knife is a uh, it's a big knife. It's uh you know made famous by Jim Bowie. Uh, everybody always thinks that he built the knife, but actually his brother was the one who built the first buoy knife. Um, it's just a big knife for um, from the frontier days for hunting. Say, and in what scenario would you would you like? I need a Bowie knife. It doesn't it, it, sound like something. Snakes? <laughs> no, no, we don't kill snakes with knives, or at least I don't. Uh, no, Bowie you knives. Get close are, to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bowie knives were great uh, when they were, you know, first brought about for just about everything they were frontiermen you know they used them to uh, fight off uh indians and uh other people whatever else they needed them for they make great camp knives you know they're they're big they're heavy they're had you ever made one before oh yeah well, i'd made plenty of bowie knives what about tomahawks i'd never made a tomahawk so that was the one you were a little bit more worried yeah. with yeah that was the one that i had are there patterns for tomahawks on google i mean can uh, you-, you can you just youtube it you know you can watch videos on how to do it so so are you flying back to connecticut from mize mississippi with these primitive weapons and like your carry-on bag because i'm assuming uh, that's not happening no like at the end of uh at the end of day four when uh filming was completed and uh they had taken their pictures and documented uh all the parameters were met and all that i had to uh lock the weapons up in a in a box and they carried them with them and they shipped them to Stanford uh through FedEx. So I didn't I didn't have any weapons on me at any time. To, so the end piece to it, Brian, is the fact that they test them. Now that's yes. the fun part. Do oh, yeah. you get to test them or no do way. people like me get to come out and throw a tomahawk and test it? The judges themselves well, do that's the testing. Not fair. They get well, all the fun. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty cool to have random <laughs> strangers come up and test your blade. So how do they test them? Oh, they put them through Almighty, you know, it's things that the average person that I build a knife for are not going to do with their blades. I mean, and, and it's it is what it is. It's a competition. At the end of it, somebody's walking away with ten thousand dollars and bragging rights. I guess you could say. So they want to do all they can to try to destroy those blades. You know, just to make sure that 
they are what they are. And you as know. the knife maker, are you watching it going? Oh, no, don't yes. do that. Do you know how many hours I put into that tomahawk? Yeah, yeah, you definitely, be. definitely. Yeah, and then, like, hold your breath, like, <gasps> yes. come on, Tommy, come on, Tommy, hold it up, hold it up. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's it's tense the entire time. Okay, sure. and then your name's called out. Like, it's you, Brian Easterling, one, forged in fire. And, mm-hmm. you know, what's that feeling like? Shock, surprise, uh, joy, and and. You know, just really complete disbelief. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that I had made it there to, you know, progress that far and then to come out on top and as the winner. You know, it was it was pretty unbelievable. Now, but prior to that, had you been um, building knives for for a living, or did that catapult you into an opportunity to do it full time? As a living, I wouldn't say that it was a living. No, um, it was a hobby for that sure, yeah. about six years prior started turning into a hobby that was paying for itself a little bit, and uh, and, and I already had you know future goals of you know doing this full-time in the near future whether it's selling them workshops yeah. mm-hmm. being able to print you know help yeah. people that kind of thing and, you know so i went from being busy um after the show being extremely busy enough that that yeah i'm full-time with it which is a blessing i know well we're gonna we're gonna step back before forged in fire and find out how brian got into building knives and more coming up next This show was previously recorded. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. I'm Dr. Michael Walker, founding physician at New Care MD. We provide concierge medicine that everyone can afford. We do this by eliminating middlemen and restoring focus on the patient-physician relationship. For a low monthly fee, less than the average cost of a cell phone, you get access to unlimited clinic visits, wholesale medications and labs, and even telehealth. It doesn't take an act of Congress to get affordable health care. Learn more about health care the way it should be at NewCareMD.com. This is JT. If you're like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. 
Farmer's Market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's in the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As more data is being gathered, State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs offered some clarity on whether or not a COVID booster shot would be needed in the coming months. There's no indication that for most folks a booster shot is going to be needed. The immunity seems to be pretty robust, longstanding, and keep in mind that it looks like the, the vaccine immunity is, is better than natural infection. He did say that the immunocompromise may benefit from a booster down the road. State revenues are up almost a billion overestimates. House Speaker Philip Gunn says you have to remember a lot of money was infused into the economy through the federal government. I've been pointing to that to say this is another reason to do the income tax because mm-hmm. one of my one of my arguments has been you give people more money in their pocket they're going to spend it and we've seen that be true over the last year. Gunn has been visiting groups across the state to discuss the details of his plan to phase out the income tax. I'm Kelly Bennett. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com slash business. AARP is working to protect Americans 50-plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash msvaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash msvaccine. Paid for by AARP. Because of Palmer Home for Children, my three sisters and I are able to grow up together. When there was nowhere else for myself, my brother, or my sister to go, there was Palmer Home. My brother and I came to Palmer Home when I was two years old. Next month, I'll turn 16. Palmer Home for Children is my home. 
Gallo here. Just want to remind you about the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July the 15th. Look, not only tune in, be a part of it right here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. So go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And as you know, our friend J.T. Williamson is undergoing treatments for cancer because there is a severe shortage of blood platelets across Mississippi. There is a desperate need right now for people like you and me to donate blood and platelets to help cancer patients like our friend J.T. and many others. So if you have the time and it it moves you, then go to msblood.com or call 888-90-BLOOD and find a place to donate. And you can actually list that you are donating it for J.T. Williamson. It has to be a Mississippi Blood Services uh, location for J.T. to sort of see your name and that, you know, you took the time to do that. So, so many have reached out, want to know where they can send cards or well wishes. Well, this is the best way to get a message across to JT that you are thinking and praying for him and doing all that you can. So I know it would mean a lot to, to him if you could take the time um, to do that. Uh, but we're getting to know Brian Easterling a little more here on Good Things. He is a Forged in Fire champion. That's the popular show on the History Channel. And he now has that title with so many other others from or at least competitor out of the state in Mississippi and it's where it's curious to me because it feels like this show has really brought back to life the skill of is it forging is that how you say it forging Mm -hmm. and then it's opened it up to maybe a whole new generation but you were doing it before it was cool (laughs) again so when's the first time you were introduced to forging something in fire Uh. Uh, I guess I was in my early 20s the first time I, you know, dabbled with actually forging a knife. Um, so Who introduced you to it? Myself. I, you I, just saw fire and said, yeah, meet yeah. fire, build knife? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah kind of, you know, ancestry, I guess, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd been dabbling with it since I, I made my first knife at 14 in ag class in Mize. You know, you'd probably go to you know to jail for doing that today in class you know but so i've been dabbling with it doing what you call stock removal for a long time and uh but yeah i was in my my early 20s the first time i dabbled with actually forging out a knife with an anvil and a forge and you know hammers so. did you just get addicted to it yeah in a good way in a good way yeah it it, it, it's very addictive, you know. Um, I tell people all the time, you know, it, they'll ask, uh, what, what do I need to do to get started? And, you know, I, I tell them, and I tell them to, what you need to make sure you don't have an addictive personality because you, if you do, you know, not that it's a bad thing, yeah. but, you know, you could lose touch with your wife or your kids. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah, it's very addictive. It's uh, 
Because there's probably always something new to learn or to do a little bit better or different techniques and Mm -hmm. sort of skills. Yeah. I know one of your, it's Lucky Town Customs, correct? And that's your Mm -hmm. middle name. Lucky is my middle name, yes. That's cool. Um, And so you do sawmill blades, and then you also, though, do it from repurposed steel. So what does Mm -hmm. that mean? Like, you don't just go out and buy new steel. Can people bring you, I mean, you may, but what does that mean by, I know what repurposed means, but I never thought about repurposing it in to something sharp and shiny. Yeah, I mean, um, re- recycling steel, you know, uh, leaf springs, coal springs. Um, it, it presents a, a, a different set of challenges when you're using steel that was, you know, something in a previous life, you know, because you have you have all the stresses and, and problems that cause that piece of, steel from whatever it was to be discarded so um yeah when you're able to take something and and create something else with it you know rather than just getting bar stock that you can buy and and i do that i do that uh i use new steel a lot um it's just a little more gratifying to me um because there are certain challenges that you've got to overcome when you're working with something that's old. Well, and if someone commissions you for a piece and they bring you a sentimental piece of steel mm-hmm. that's, you know, no longer being used and then you mm-hmm. turn it into something cool, I mean, there's yeah. that whole story element to right. to a, to an heirloom now. Exactly. And I and I, I get that a lot. Uh, you know, horseshoe rasps and uh all kind of different things like that. Just, you know, this was, my granddaddy was a farrier. This was a rasp that I found in his shop, you know, and I'd love to have a knife built out of it when we can do that, you know. Was it kind of the same, Brian, I'm thinking in my mind, like where you can take jewelry, like gold, so real, you know, good jewelry, and you can basically melt it down, and then you can make whatever you want to, you know, out of it. Is that similar to it, or is it a little bit harder to take something that's in a completely different form and then make it a knife? Well, I guess what would make it harder is your skill set, I guess, and, you know, your ability, the knowledge you have in doing it. You but know. are you still melting it down into a mold, or is it no, different you, than that? Are no, you beating it into yeah, a knife? <laughs> yeah, you don't melt it, you know. Um, I don't have a forge big enough for that or they get hot enough to melt steel. Um, you just get it up to that a, would be pretty hot. Huh? Yeah. Uh, about 2,500 degrees is what my forge will burn, which is nowhere near the melting point of steel. Um, so you're just getting it hot enough that you can, you know, hit it and move it into what you want it to be. So just about anybody can, um, it, but it is it's it's a learned skill that takes time to to sure. figure it out. If Brian Easterling had a signature creation, what would be like? What would you say you feel like? I'm good at this. Well, not because of forge and fire. Um, one, I, I love building buoys uh, and different variances of a buoy knife. That's something I really like, and uh, I can't tell you how many. Um, what the old old timer shrade looking sharp finger i kind of have my take on that blade and i sell a lot of those um so that's one of my go-to I, i'm 
I think I'm pretty good at it, that one particular style. So, Is there one that you still, or what are you still trying to learn? Oh, I'm still. I know I'm, you're still learning all the time. Yes, but like yes. what's, have you, what's a knife or an axe or a weapon or something that you're like, huh, I haven't done that yet? Well, I haven't done, uh, I haven't done any swords. Um, I haven't had any requests to and uh, probably should just for the sake of doing it. Uh, the one thing that, I find myself more often now trying to better myself at is Damascus, you know, um, forge welding steel, you know, multiple pieces of steel together to make one piece. That's uh, that's something other that I'm really new at um, and really trying to hone that skill a little bit better. Assuming they're not listening, what's the strangest thing you've been commissioned to make? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's not a mace, uh, but it's really medieval. Uh, you know, it's a handle with a chain and a spike ball. No way. Yeah, I made one of those. Like you made the whole thing, or yeah. did, like from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would think a chain would be the heart. Was is that a hard part to get them? No, not not too much. You just you know you. you did you test it out? Oh yeah, yeah. My. Um, what do you swing it at? Well, I had a piece of plywood, and also uh, energy may not want to hear this, but <laughs> my my transformer pole in in, in my yard, uh, I, I attacked you, it a little bit. Did you ask why? What was behind the request? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I know the guy, and he's just because that sounds like Dateline things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah it does. Because if you wind up you know, Friday night seeing, <laughs> he he's a he's just a collector. He likes to collect. I've, he's a uh, He's really, I guess, into medieval medieval type weaponry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've made him several different, uh, like Viking axes. That uh, you I know. noticed on your Facebook page, Brian, you have the what's the axe? It's like the two medieval looking axes on the either side. Like it's um, mm. what, what were they called? I call them a, a Viking battle axe. Yeah, um, those look I'm, gnarly. Yeah, yeah, that's those are pretty cool. So, uh, do you ever make the little throwing knives? Yeah, you know, I've, other than um, having folks tell me that they've thrown some of the knives and, and the buoy that was made for Forge and Fire, they threw it in the competition. I've never actually made what you consider an actual throwing knife. I've not made any. Well, that's getting po- gaining popularity with all of these axe throwing mm-hmm. places that are that are popping up, yes. and now people are wanting. Those, it's kind of like cornhole for your backyard, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A little bit more dangerous, but you can you can actually get a primitive weapon um, or knife weapon one there, and you can throw like the little ninja knives and mm-hmm. stars and do all of that. Right. So, I mean, there's so many different avenues now that are just opening people up to hobbies and unique things right. that they never thought. Which I know if you are interested in foraging, that you do. Brian does a lot of workshops and teaches mm-hmm. and too. So we'll dive into that more coming up next here on Good Things.
show was previously recorded. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Garden Mama here to ask, what about your trees? Hmm? Everybody like me who has big trees in their landscape needs a tree service, and mine is Matthews Tree Service, the metro area's oldest residential tree service. They're licensed, insured, and ready to consult with you about damaged trees and healthy ones, too. Listen to your mama now and call Matthews for free estimates in the greater Jackson metro area. Call 601-316-8584. Matthews Tree Service. If you're tired of the old cable news, you now have a choice. It's Newsmax. Every minute, Newsmax gives you the real news you can trust. Watch people like Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Dick Morris, Nancy Brinker, Mike Reagan, Rudy Giuliani, and more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems or free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, YouTube, and most smart TVs. Plus, download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax now. America's trusted news source. Halito, this summer, July 14th through the 17th, the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians invite you to the 71st edition of the Choctaw Indian Fair. Come and experience Choctaw foods, traditional music, dances, and visit the Arts and Crafts Pavilion for exquisite art, Native American jewelry, Choctaw basketry, and so much more. Don't miss popular midway rides, nightly concerts under the stars, and the granddaddy of all field sports, Choctaw Stickball. The Choctaw Indian Fair is back. For more information, visit us online at ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook. Hope to see you there. Hachapisalachke. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. This is the closing agri-market report. At the close in our cotton exchange, the shimmer cotton was up 45 to 87.18. March cotton was up 32 to 86.71. The close of the Chicago Board of Trade. July soybeans were down 41 and a half to 1329 and three quarters per bushel. August soybeans were down 31 and a quarter to 1302 and three quarters per bushel. July corn was down 16 and three quarters to 636 and a half per bushel. September corn was down 19 cents to 530 and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was up 17 to 122.80. October live cattle was up 12 to 128.40. August feeders up 240 to 159.55. September feeders up 205 to 161.25. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 233 points, 34,431. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Farmers can't choose the weather, trade policy, or market prices, but they can choose the most advanced dicamba with confidence. Ingenia Herbicide has the lowest volatility of all dicamba salts for more successful on-target applications, and it's straight from the dicamba experts, BASF. So make the confident choice for your soybean crop. Talk to your BASF rep or authorized retailer. Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. Big Head Todd and the Monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th. Wicked Weed Brewing presents the, the Twilight, Twilight Concert, Concert Series at Renaissance. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden live at Renaissance. 
produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Arden Land. Your midday meeting place, the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. delay in planning your Mississippi getaway. You can do it all over at visitmississippi.org. And we are wrapping up our conversation with Brian Easterling. He's got Lucky Town Custom, where he can make custom knives of all crazy kinds and weapons um, from repurposed steel or really to fit your to fit your needs. He's also the Forged in Fire champion from Season 7, Episode 37 from the History Channel. And you're passing on all your knowledge in workshops in a lot of different ways. I mean, yeah. I guess that's how they found you to begin with, Brian, is you just sort of showing your skills online. Now you've sort of packaged that into opportunities for others. So what's that like? It's it's really cool. Um, you know, to, to be able to pass along it, the knowledge that you have to others, especially in a craft such as this, that at one time prior to Forge and Fire was not really known. And, and now that it is... Um, you know, it, it's opened the door up for not only myself, but bladesmiths, uh, you know, throughout the country, around the world. It's uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, I've I've met a lot of cool people in in some of the classes that I've done. Um, people from other countries. Um, so it's 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 really cool and something that I never would have dreamed I'd have been doing. You know. So, what are tell us about some of your workshops? I mean, do you travel Mississippi and host them? Can someone have you come to their event, or you know, get a gang together and get you somewhere, or come to you? Like, how do they get a Brian Easterling workshop? Workshop. Well, um, I, I'm set up to travel. You know, I'm I'm mobile, I guess you could say. But um, and, and that's I, I love doing that. But as as any craftsman, regardless of what it is, would tell you. Um, one can get a much better experience, uh, you know, get the full experience of what, you know, goes into what I do on a daily basis at my shop, you know, with all the tools that I can't throw in the back of my pickup and, and, and travel abroad with, you know. Um, but yeah, classes, um, events, whatever, you know, I can set up, do, you know, demonstrations, what have you, but um, it's just uh, whatever anybody might want, you know. I noticed where you've opened your um, shop up to various organizations that have a cause. I saw where Wounded Warriors of Mississippi yes. came out to your shop and mm-hmm. got the opportunity to bang some I yes. guess some steel. Mm-hmm. So, what does it mean to you? And you've also connected yourself with uh, Get Her Done's the Snake Rodeo, yeah. which they um, they raised money here recently for for an officer. But then also always connect themselves to a good cause as well. Yeah. What does it mean for you to give back? That's what we're here for, right? I mean, I love making money, but I love helping people. I mean, uh, it's one of the most important things that we can do because. It's just like I said in one, a post the other day on uh, Facebook. One day, it might be myself that's needing help. 
And I'd like to think that somebody somewhere might remember that, you know, that old boy, he he helped somebody. He helped me. So I'm going to help him. And and that's what it's all about. That's what that's what we're supposed to do, I think, you know, help people. And even if it's helping them, you know, like the wounded warriors in Mississippi, just be able to escape and mm-hmm. find a new outlet or learn something new or to introduce just a regular old person to a completely new skill. Because w- I've never done it, but I, and I would be terrified. But I would think <laughs> something that takes all of your senses and takes your thumbs away from your phone mm-hmm. and requires your full undivided attention could be very cathartic yes. for even if you just come out with a Willy Wonka looking <laughs> piece of piece of steel or whatever that's yeah. not functional, I mean. But today, art's in the eye of the beholder. That's right. So. It's true. So, and ladies are getting in, into it as well. Absolutely. Uh, my episode, um, the, there was a lady that com- I was competing against in in my episode, and up until the end of the second round, um, I was kind of scared that she was going to be sending me home and as a matter of fact uh just here recently she was called back um for a redemption type uh um tournament and wound up winning she says she won out of eight bladesmiths she walked away the champion of that redemption uh tournament which is pretty awesome so yeah i mean there's um there's no limits you know um you're only limited by what you want to do I guess, you know, um, and sure, which you, makes it so great to me. Absolutely. And if you're interested in foraging, they can find you online. Or if they're interested in, in you and commissioning you for a piece, they can also find you online. So where do we find you, Brian? You can find me, of course, at um, Facebook. Brian Lucky Easterlin is my personal page. Or you can Lucky Town Customs. Um, I also have a website. Um LuckyTownCustoms.com Email is BLE6161 at gmail.com uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and I'm um, newly to you know on TikTok <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listens to Good Thing has TikTok Don't worry about that <laughs> Including me but stick with this You got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6 We'll be back tomorrow at 2 Until then, find time for the good things This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.